this was back in 2012 and um, so I just I did graduate the same year and um, I was like once I graduated I went on a trip and all coming back from it it started with a back pain so I've always been a lean kind of person so I thought maybe you know I'm not like very much strong and that's the reason I have back pain and all so the back pain went on for long like and during that time there was a uh, lot of malaria cases around so we thought it's maybe malaria because i started uh, getting high fever so i got tested for like a lot of uh, malaria dengue and many other things and everything was negative so it went on went on one fine day i could not sleep like i could not just lie down on my bed every time i try to it pained like too much so we called in for a doctor and the doctor he came in gave me a lot of uh, injections and all but even after that uh, i could not lie down i every time i tried to sleep i used to like sit and sleep because i whenever i get to no try to go down it would be too difficult and too painful so the doctor then immediately suggested us that you get her admitted like within two hours you get her admitted then we see what, what is it about so he was actually uh, not sure he thought it to be tb so i got admitted so and thought- after he thought it would be tb okay so uh, i got admitted and then they immediately they start giving you uh, antibiotics and the pain reduced so there is a lot of tests and uh, again the say another doctor he also thought that it might be tb and the reason Uh, they told me you just get your biopsy done. We'll see what this is about. So we got all my biopsy done and everything. And within like ten uh, days, they were having my report. So now, actually, I had no clue about what is going on because I thought like I don't know maybe TB VB. But he told me that not all because I never used to cough, and I had the notion that TB is always when you're coughing. Like no, no, that's not the case. There are cases in which you will be like very normal, but then you will be developing. So um, once the results came, I think that was uh, during that time of uh, Halloween because I remember the very day I had to go for my results, I was to attend a Halloween party, and I'm like my parents just took me. They're like, you come here and then we'll drop you to the party on time. Don't worry about. so i just went the doctor like i met my doctor for the first time so oncologist is like very sweet my grandma's age but very firm and very strict like do it or leave that kind of which actually worked in my case and then mm-hmm. she told me like straight forward she's like i'm not going to act like your parent or something this is it you have to deal with it it's better you you know get ready yourself as soon as possible so I told fine. It's like a team can if you have any questions about it. There were a lot of question answers from them also. So I was like, my first and the only question was, am I going to live? Because for me, I'm like I didn't even know. I like normal study for the cancer and all, but then nothing major. She's like, yes, you don't worry, and you know you'll be proud of yourself one day. So with that. She told me right now you can go and we we'll see about then we can start your treatment. So I ended up going to that party and like enjoying to the fullest. No, I mean I had a bit clue, but then I was 
you know trying to maybe this is just a dream i'll wake up and then there will be nothing mm-hmm. so uh this went on and a week later uh we i started with my treatment so till that time they had just told me that it's hodgkin's lymphoma and whatever information i could collect from google i did so that sorry sorry to interrupt you so that yeah, day itself yeah. uh, you got to know about this yeah the very ha they just told me her cancer i had no clue about which kind of cancer what it is going to be about how is going to be the treatment and everything mm-hmm. so uh, she's like hey, i'll have a discussion with my team and then i'll let you know when can we start your treatment okay so next week we started my treatment so she told me uh, hodgkin's lymphoma which is very common in this case so now they were not very sure about which stage it is so she is like she was not trying to okay we we see we let us start right now and then i'll let you know what it is mm-hmm. so uh they gave me an option of uh, having a port put in my like a uh, body so because i'm green one and my nerves are very very thin so she is like a, that might leave marks and it might happen that your nerves might burst because of those uh, those things so we don't want all that better you get the port done so we had a minor surgery where they uh, just put in a port in me and every time i had to take the chemo they used to put it through the port so i started with my cycle initially first month was insane i had no clue what was going to happen and the dosage for me that time was very strong and it was um, luckily your end so it was a bit cold but then i used to sweat a lot i used to puke and i used to sleep that's the only thing i just remember coming home puking a lot eating a little what I, whatever i can and just sleeping sleeping like mad so it went on when i used to get sleep soaks and the skin kind of like just get up at the night and i'm like i'm feeling very hot i i can feel the gases around me and something like that so after like two cycles i was normal so i they were supposed to give me seven uh, like two sitting per cycle so in total sitting okay so it went on for quite a long with a very strict diet uh, but the good part was um I don't know somehow I I I love having food and all. So my parents used to you know whatever you want will cook for you because I was strictly not allowed to eat outside food, mm-hmm. not any kind of raw things. Even if I want to have fruit, I have to take out the pulp, boil it, and eat it. Mm-hmm. So which was very difficult. Then even my friends used to you know come at home to meet me. That okay instead of meeting outside, why don't we meet at her place? And she will also not feel left out. Then uh, during that time, I uh, you know searched a lot and met one more girl who went through same thing, mm-hmm. and um, somehow she used to stay nearby. So we got into contact and a lot of talking, which really helped because there are times which things I want to say other person would just not understand, but pity on me. But she actually went through everything, so it was easier to communicate to to like to her everything. So that went on nicely. Uh, then it was eventually. Uh, I think during my sixth chemo, she told me that we finally could detect it was the fourth stage, and uh, we think for safer side we'll have to give you one more cycle of this. But uh, they were they they had a lot of complications which they were very not clear about. 
So she used to have a lot of meetings with her team. She suggested me to visit one more doctor and all, which she never was very open about. She's like, I then pointless telling you all the technical terms. I can only tell you to be, you know, whatever it is you have to face it. And however strong you be, it's going to be good. The moment you know you start crying and you start feeling helpless, it's not going to help. And I think somehow her very um. I don't know straightforward behavior or something. It helps me a lot. I I used to be scared to ask her. I'll ask her, and she's going to scold me. So it works for me. Maybe it might not work for someone else, mm-hmm. but for me, and uh, most helpful was I did not cry much. I the only reason I used to cry was food. Otherwise, not major breakdown like and. You know, looking at me, people around me, they also used to be like, if she's not crying, she's being so brave, and she's like actually going through all these things. We cannot, and that was really good of them because then they used to not be like are bizarre and all that. Mm-hmm. And after that, um, uh, so yeah, during that time, uh, they had also given me a counselor, like I can just go and talk to mm-hmm. her and something. So uh, she just randomly called me one time, and she's like, uh, "Okay, I have got a great wig with me, and it's like very funky and fun kind of. I think you can carry it off if you want to try next time when you come for your chemo. Just come and take me." Like, okay. So I went there, and she's like, she comes up with a very uh, fancy kind of wig, which was amazing, and I think that gives confidence somehow because. You know, always coming out bald or wearing some cap on your head. Mm-hmm. This was like this worked for me way too much. I actually could go out mm-hmm. and I like just enjoyed wearing it. And you know, it it was very uh, giving me a lot of confidence, giving me a lot of you know. And then again, I also had this uh, thing that it's okay if I don't have hair. It's not like everything in the world. It will eventually grow back, and even if it does not, I can like just go out. It's a deal. You need to have those guts to go out like this. So then I just returned it back and like give it to someone else. They might need it, and I think I'm just going to pull off my short hair. And during that time, also, um, so there were like nurses who were treating me. So out of one, I made a really good friend. She's right now in US uh, doing her MS. You no, know, something related to that. I don't know. So, um, you know, she used to be also very nice. She was of my age. So, I, the very moment she came with the needle, I was like, "Do you really know how to use it? Or are you going to you know, experiment on me?" She's like, "Excuse me, I'm qualified. You cannot like come in here." So that's how we became. And I also met a lot of people. And during my treatment, I met a four-year-old child okay. who was going through blood cancer. And the moment he used to come for uh, getting his chemo, you know that too much bubbly, so much happy. Uh, the only thing is, you know, you you just give him something and he'll sit for two hours without cribbing, and mm-hmm. that is very inspiring. I think. You know, every time I see him, I feel like he's like four year old. He's done nothing in his life. He's going through all this thing, and with a smile, and that really gave me hope. You know, you can you can always be smiling and face things. Crying is not a solution. Mm-hmm. I also met a lot of uh, elderly people. Some all some stories were very very much uh, heartbreaking. But then there I met a uh, uncle who was sixty, 
and his mother was alive as well so he used to come all the way from south to get his treatment done there were people coming to get their treatments and like just after that they were going for their work so i think i feel i'm at least privileged one to be getting to rest to be you know actually getting to discover and there are people struggling and more than anything i think it's the mental strength what is needed if you know you can beat it you will anyhow at least you live a life you'll always be proud of so with that i think my treatment ended and after that i was like given five years of relapse period in which you if there are chances so you get tested every year and if they detect anything they will you know try to maybe if it is got relapse or something mm-hmm. so that very time initially i was not very open about it but now i think it's it's you know very important to open up to tell people because there might be people going through pain and it's very important that even now it might just be a hope for them and i i being a big bollywood fan i should see a lot of shahrukh khan movies and i'm like kal ho na kya pata so let's just live to the fullest this is what life is i might not live for many years but i just want to be very proud of whatever i do however it has been without regret without anything people are anyway going to judge me so i'm might as well do what i want to Right. So, that's my story. Um, that's right. So, uh, may I ask you, how old were you when you got diagnosed? I was twenty. Sorry. Like just turned. I just turned twenty when I was detected. Okay. And uh, which month was that when you got diagnosed? I think it was like uh, around. Then actually, I got to know it was around Diwali. The pain was like so long, but during Diwali, because I remember spending my Diwali in hospital, and my dad used to come and tell me that uh, you know I um, I'll take you back home on Diwali day, don't worry and all. Mm-hmm. All right, and you took uh, seven chemo cycles, right? Yeah, seven chemo cycles. So it is like each cycle had two rounds. Okay. And uh, did you take any other alternative medicines or something? Oh uh, no, actually, a lot of people told me about Ayurvedic thing, but I don't know. I somehow felt if I'm doing one thing, I should just focus and trust one thing rather than shifting everywhere. And somehow, I think my doctor. She's very. Uh, I don't know. At the moment I saw it, I I saw her. I knew that I I can trust her completely. She will get it out anyhow. Okay. Uh, so, Charmi, may I ask you where are you from? Uh, okay, I'm from Mumbai and uh, particularly Mulun. So. Okay. Okay, great. So, how was you? This experience, how was your this journey? Um, I think life changing and more than anything, from me being very introvert, which has made me very bold, very straightforward. I would rather do things which I like than pleasing people. Like I 
think it's done me in a way i'll be proud of myself i won't have regrets in life i wouldn't say people need to go through such experience but at times there are experiences which change you in a very good way in a way you need to be i think that was my moment uh so because of this journey your your perspective must have changed right so sorry i i sorry are you clear yeah so because of this journey your perspective must have changed right yes to live life you never know what's going to be there is it going to be there or not kal hona ho kind of thing right understand uh so where were you hospitalized oh okay i was hospitalized in hinduja okay uh, again that is so we actually went to tata and so but then actually in tata the cases are extreme like there are actually people you know sitting in a lobby to the extreme extent and my parents were very much like they could not see it, so they were like we cannot see it. we are not very sure if you can go through it so that is just getting treated from india and i i actually have a kind of a family history of cancer my father lost his father to cancer at a very young age so and i think there is few more people who suffered from cancer in my family so we are very uh, sorry who my grandfather grandfather okay yeah okay so when my dad was like around 7 or 9 my grandfather died due to i think um pancreatic cancer or something totally okay. new this okay so for him to take in this thing more than me it was very difficult for him to take in because you know having to go through all that again but then he's been very strong and very supportive to me at least he's never cried in front of me so that is that always like because like you if he cry i'm going to cry so he never did and it worked for me very well you so always like tease me and you know call me taklu taklu like keeping me entertained so Uh, how was your experience with uh, the hospital staff and doctors it was, uh, amazing amazing like apart from my doctor being very strict the okay. rest of the staff was loving like you know i was their favorite baby kind of every time i used to go i would be like hi hello it would be like as if i'm going to some you know friends party or something so uh, i i used to be chemo for almost like 3 to 4 hours so initially one or two hours i used to be wide awake because the dosage is still going on so i'd be like keep on talking and this and that and they used to be like keep quiet you're not doing any session here so it was fun also i used to you know have this thing that i want mine or phone so i made a friend there i told you about so i used to be like i'm going to get treated only if she comes to me i don't want anyone to be like taru is going to come it was fun i used to talk to everyone there and they so they will be like you're coming for treatment not for gossiping and all but it was fun they used to you know entertain me a lot talk to me and be a very nice sweet the staff is very loving very very loving that is great okay so is there anything else that you would like to add 
I would just want to add the message like if you're going through anything in life, anything. Very difficult to you know come out and speak out your feelings because there are chances and that people wouldn't understand. But I think if you speak up, you would feel better. People understand, doesn't understand that like they are lookouts. But at least to make ourselves feel better, it's important to talk our feelings out because during this time we go through a lot of stuff, unwanted stuff as well. And no, it's not easy to tell it to everyone. So you know, maybe just random person you meet. Speak your heart out; you'll feel good, mm-hmm. and live like you know. Actually, there's no tomorrow. Right. So, one thing uh, was there anyone who was inspiring you to go through this journey? Um. Yes. So I made a friend during this time who'd gone through same thing. Mm-hmm. So every time I used to, you know, get very upset or something, I used to just, you know, go to like call her and I'm like, see, I'm feeling this. So she like, you know, I went to the same thing and I did this. You try, you might work for you, or she would come up with some stupid thing. And uh, majorly, that worked for me. And you know, every time she made it make me realize that no one else but you yourself can help. You know, the Time you'll realize that I am my superhero. You will do everything. So, inspire me the most. And also the four-year-old child which I met. Every time I used to look at it, I'm like, shit! I cannot complain in my life. That that child has every right to complain. He's smiling, sitting there with like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, being very very brave. So I really cannot complain for anything in life. Right. So, yeah, I guess I don't have any more questions. And if you think that you want to add anything further, you can. Or if you think if you can't remember anything right now, you can always send me a message or just call me and tell me. I will add this as well. Definitely. And uh, are you there or? Any social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook? Yeah. Can you share me your ID? Okay. So I think uh, your colleague is already uh, messaged me on Facebook. I yeah, want to share you the Instagram ID. Tarod Chari. B H A R O D C H A R M I. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. So one more thing: is that okay if we share your picture with this? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Exactly why I give you the good picture also because I am like totally in love with that picture. Okay, that is great. So, could you send it to me over WhatsApp? Definitely. This number. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. So sweet of you to listen to my whole story. <laughs> no way. It is good to know that it is kind of motivating and inspiring. Not just for cancer patients, I suppose for everyone. I believe. Sorry. I believe that too. Ah, great work, and I wish you all the best.